Hello and thanks for downloading and subscribing. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson, and this is that nerd dad podcast. We almost didn't have a show this week because I am under the weather. We'll talk about that in a minute. But for now, I just wanted to let you know, thank you for tuning in, even though I'm a little late with it. Here's that awesome retro 8-bit sounding music you love so much. So it's a solo show. It's just me and you today. Um, I will be forthright and honest with you as I have been or tried to have been uh, through all 160 episodes, whatever it is. Uh, I'm struggling to get guests right now. Um, there, I don't know if it's something I did, something I said. I don't think I'm likely to be someone who's going to be canceled. Um, there's not that many skeletons in my closet. I don't say that many outrageous things on Twitter, um, or X, if you prefer. Um, So yeah, I'm just, not a lot of bites. Some people have lined up, some last-minute cancellations, some pushing things out. Seems to be a busy time of year for people, and I don't think it's going to get easier as we head into the holiday season. Which brings me to my first topic. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. In Canada, we had Thanksgiving last week. uh, Or this week, depending on when you're listening to it. I'm going to cough. Excuse me, I'm going to mute for a second. Um, So, happy Thanksgiving. I was thinking about it. It's weird how with Christmas and New Year, we say Merry Christmas... Sometimes as early as the beginning of December, December 1st. If you think you're not going to see that person until Christmas or after Christmas, you say Merry Christmas. Or Happy Holidays, if you prefer. Um, And you will say it after Christmas. You will say, on the 27th, let's say it's the first time you've seen someone since Christmas. Merry Christmas. And then usually around the New Year, Merry Christmas goes away, and Happy New Year gets introduced. And you will say Happy New Year 15 days later? If it's the first time you run into someone, if you you run into a work colleague and you haven't seen them since the New Year, hey, Happy New Year. How come we don't say Happy Thanksgiving two weeks later? Are we no longer thankful? I think it's a travesty. It's a travesty that we do not continue to say Happy Thanksgiving long after the leftovers are gone. So if I haven't seen you yet since Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I'm thankful this year. I've had, an, I've had an insane year. I've just had the wildest year. Um, and uh, I mean, from, from the, the podcast growing, obviously, I mean, like, look, this is my baby. This is, this is a, uh, this is three years worth of work that has come to fruition where I'm now getting invited on national TV on a regular basis. I'm uh, going back on the debate for a third time. Just book that this morning. Um, see with CTV news uh, to interviewing, continuing to interview some amazing guests. I had a baby like that happened. 
my brother got married to his longtime girlfriend, a lovely woman um, who I, I couldn't be happier to call a sister. Now, uh, I, a friend of mine, friends who have been doing game nights with us for, I'm going to say a decade. I don't know how long it's been. Uh, they've been together as long as I've known them. They got married finally. And uh, it, it's just been a year of monumental changes in my life. And uh, I'm so thankful for it. It's been all good. It's been all good. It's been a lot. It's been a little stressful. But it's... The idea of Thanksgiving is stop, take a minute, and appreciate what we're here for. At least that's the way it's kind of become. If you want to get into the nitty-gritty, it's about genocide. But we're not going to talk about genocide. Because that's a downer. Um, but in its spirit, it's a nice day to stop and go, what am I thankful for? And it's easy to forget to take that moment and figure out what you're thankful for. It's easier to get caught up in the football games, the parties, the dinner, the family drama and bullshit. It's, it's easy to get caught up in all of that. Um, but take a second. Reflect. And you don't have to do this just on Thanksgiving. It's good for you in general. If you stop and take a beat and say to myself, and say to yourself, myself, you can say to me if you want. You can reach out to me and tell me what you're thankful for. Um, here's what I'm thankful for. And show some appreciation and acknowledgement to the good things in your life. Because even if you've had an incredibly shitty year, and some of you have, there are bright spots in there. There's a bright spot. There's a luncheon that you had with a, a long-lost friend. There's a hug that your child offered you unprovoked. There's an episode of your favorite show that just made your day, made you feel good inside. There's something there. And I think I'm going to switch my order. I had... I had uh, I have a list of things I want to talk about, and I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna switch them a little bit. The order in which I wanted to talk about them, because it was also World Mental Health Day this week, and look, there's a lot of um, in the last five, ten years, the drum of reduce the stigma for mental health, reduce the stigma for mental health, reduce the stigma for mental health. Um, that drum continues to beat louder and louder. And I think we're at a point where people talk about their mental health on a pretty regular basis. I don't have a problem sharing my journey. In fact, I shared it this week on my Substack. Um, subscribe if you can. And uh, it's free. Uh, and I don't have a hard time finding people who are willing to share their journeys. I'm sure there are still people who are suffering in silence. And those are the people who we need to continue to bang the drum for. Because they're not alone. You're not. You're not alone. Um, whatever the, the, the version of mental health 
um, or mental illness that you're suffering from is. You're not the only one. I myself um, suffer from what was diagnosed as extreme social anxiety. Not just regular social anxiety. It was extreme Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's, it's extreme social anxiety, which is confusing to people when they hear it. They think, they think of me as the stand-up comedian, the improv guy, the guy who has the podcast. He goes on national TV. He riffs on topics he is not familiar with. Um, I reach out to guests all the time and have conversations with people I've never met. How could he have extreme social anxiety? It's because I am in control in almost all of those situations and settings. Most of the time, I haven't left the room I'm in now. <laughs> I, I have a huge, huge advantage. I've also got years of therapy working against it and working against what is my inclination. I don't mind sharing that uh, this past week when I met with my therapist, I told him, I said, there's a part of me that never wants to leave my office again. I love my family, love my kids, love my wife to death. You guys know all of that. I say it all the time. And we do stuff. We go to Wonderland. We go to the zoo. We go to the CNE. Uh, shout out to the Wiggles. We went to the Wiggles concert. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I go out. I am social. But there's a part of me that doesn't want to leave the office. Because it's safe. And it's comfortable. And all my stuff is here. <laughs> and there's no chance of me having... Um, to deal with emotions that I don't want to deal with. So, uh, you know, uh, you, you want to take it as dark as you can just to, to put it in context. Uh, comedians, I mean, ha thankfully it hasn't happened in a while, but comedians used to be killing themselves all the time. Happy people, air quotes, happy people. People you would never think who are having problems. Um, Robin Williams, Anthony Bourdain are the two that jump to mind because they're just so recent. Um, it's just, you never know what someone is battling and it is important that we continue to talk about it because you don't know who's suffering from what. But if you're listening to this and if you're suffering with something, or even if you're not sure you're suffering with something, it's like, eh, I don't know. I've always wondered about this emotion or feeling. Seek some therapy. Honestly, go. Go talk. Go to your doctor. If you don't have a doctor, go find a doctor and say, I need a referral. I've been feeling a little down in the dumps recently. And be honest with them. I wasted years of therapy by lying. Because I I wasn't ready. I, I, I was like... I was like an alcoholic who knew he had a problem but wasn't really ready to go to AA yet. So like I'd have a drink. 
I'd lie. I'd be social. And I'd be like, I'm fine. But I knew. I knew I wasn't fine. So for a while, I lied to doctors. I was reaching out for help and then lying. (laughs) Because I wasn't quite ready to face the music and go through the journey that is mental health. Um, and it's it's not easy. It's not fun. As someone who is inclined to cry on a pretty regular basis, a lot of tears, a lot of tears. Um, but I'm, on, I'm not on the other side. You never really get to the other side, at least in my experience. I never really got to the other side. But damn it, if I don't have the tools... Am I, uh, if I don't have the tools that can help me get through and thrive and be there for my kids and set a good example, I'll just give you a really simple example and then I'll move on from this. Before therapy and medication and all that stuff if I went to a restaurant and I was thirsty let's say I finished my coke early I would not flag the waitress down I would not I wouldn't wouldn't want to bother her at all to say can I get a refill shit she might even ask me Oh, are you done? Do you want a, do you want another one? I might be like, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I don't want to bother. No, 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 thank you. Not just at restaurants, family visits, visiting family. Hey Joe, would you would you like a coffee or tea? No, thank you. I couldn't impose. <laughs> like I'm imposing. They're offering me a cup of coffee. Would I feel imposed if someone said to me, hey, Joe, can I get a cup of coffee? Of course not. I wouldn't be like, that fucking asshole asked for a cup of coffee. Can you believe it? So that's where I was at times. That's not the dark parts, but that's the, that's the, that's the anecdotal evidence. Um, but now when I go out to a restaurant, if I'm thirsty... Or if my kids finish their drink, I will I will politely flag a waitress or a waiter and ask them to refill our drinks. I'll, I, I won't send back food, but I will acknowledge if something is... Because I don't like the idea of kitchen staff. I've seen... I've worked retail. I, uh, I don't like sending back food. But if they forgot something, hey, can I get, can I get ketchup? Six years ago, I might not have asked for a bottle of ketchup for my french fries. <laughs> now I will. Progress, baby. Um, super long wind, uh, wind, winded way of saying help is out there. You're not alone, and um, and and people you maybe don't suspect that are suffering are suffering, and they're just like you, and they look like you, and they sound like you, and they are going through something very similar. And they're professionals who are out there who specialize in whatever it is that is bothering you. To get you to see another day. Whew. I can't believe I didn't cough during that. There's something else I'm thankful for. Doctors in modern medicine. 
<laughs> the fact that I live in a time where I can have this conversation with you about mental health. Where I don't have to suffer in silence. Where it's okay to talk about my feelings as a man. Uh, it's just a... Uh, You know what else I'm thankful for? This is turning to the thankful episode. Thankful for the Wiggles. Shout out to the Wiggles. Australia's greatest export ever. Talking about you, Crocodile Dundee. Um, the Wiggles. Are, if you're listening to this show, you know who the Wiggles are. I'm not going to explain who the Wiggles are. They are on a North American tour. I think it's actually over now. And uh, we got tickets, took all three kids, uh, two who are old enough to, I don't know, enjoy it, eight and four, thoroughly enjoyed it. My youngest got to high five one of them when they walked down the aisle. That was pretty cool. I uh, got to hold the baby who's now six months. And stood at the back of the aisle and rocked him to sleep. <laughs> and he slept through most of the show. Couldn't have asked for a better event. And the thing about the Wiggles is, look, the concert starts earlier, which obviously they know, they know their audience. Their kids have bedtimes. They came out a little after six. They go hard for 90 minutes. At least 90 minutes. Uh, and then it's over. And you can still get your kids in bedtime by a reasonable time. Shout out to Wiggles. I just loved it. I love them. I love the experience. Um, the look on your kid's face. Uh, will they remember it? No. Probably not. My 8-year-old might. My 4-year-old probably will fade somewhere into the memories. But. But. What you hope is happening in those moments is that they're learning. They're learning how to line up to get popcorn. They're learning how to wait your turn. How to wash your hands in public. How to show the guy the the ticket thing. The ticket thing. It used to be an actual ticket. Now it's you show him your phone and he tells you where to go. Uh, he doesn't tell you where to go. He points you in the right direction. He doesn't be like, hey, nice ticket. Fuck off. He points you in the right direction. And uh, that was just a great show. So if they're in your neck of the woods, I highly encourage it. Generally speaking, I don't want to speak every time. But every time I've seen them, it's always the same ticket price regardless of where you sit. So if you log in earlier, if you happen to get lucky, you can get like floor seats for the same price as sitting in the air quote nosebleeds. They don't do concert venues big enough, I think, that you would be wouldn't be able to see who they are. We were lucky we had floor seats. I'm not gonna brag. I'm bragging a little bit. We had floor seats. <laughs> All right. Um uh, look, I, I'm sick. Obviously you can I don't know if you can tell. Um I'm I'm congested. It's the reason why the show almost didn't happen. I considered saying out of the hell with it, but I missed you. We didn't talk last week. Are you okay? You never call anymore. Uh, 
I struggle with this last topic. Because the world has gone to shit. And I, I, I'm not going to get heavy into Israel and Palestine. I am just not. Not for fear of any sort of repercussion. Because of my lack of knowledge on the topic. I can't come out and give my heartfelt opinion on the matter when I don't fully understand it. What I can say is the images that are coming out of that region are horrific. And I don't pray. I'm not a religious guy. But even it has me praying for some world peace. They're, they're, they're murdering people. They're murdering people. And it's not just in the Middle East, going on in Russia and Ukraine. They're murdering people. And it's not just there. It's all over the globe. It's going on in regions I'm not aware of right now. And we live in an environment where everything is politicized. And we can't take a break from politicizing it. We can't take a minute and take a deep breath and go, shit's fucked up. We can't do that anymore. We're not given the we're not given the option. If you're in, on social media at all, you are not given the option of taking a moment to collect your fucking thoughts. And I, I apologize. I think I'm gonna get heated here. I can feel it. We should be allowed to take a minute and just mourn. Just mourn the loss of life. Mourn the loss of children. Mothers, fathers, aunts, uncles, grandparents. We should be able to mourn the loss of life of people who don't have family. Who died alone. We should be able to mourn for where society has headed. Without having to somehow make it about your political viewpoint and how it makes your politician better or worse. Or how it makes the other politician, the guy you don't like, better or worse.
here's here's how I'll finish, and it's gonna be a little. It's maybe an odd ending, but I, I think that this it's moments like this where I truly miss John Stewart. Um, after nine eleven. After the many massacres that occurred in the United States after school shootings, things like that, he delivered and he he was able to cut through all the bullshit and deliver a heartfelt message from me to you. And I don't think we have that anymore. And we need it. We need a guy who's not angry. But who is sympathetic. And empathetic. To society. To the human condition. It makes us remember. that it's all it's all going to be okay in the end but it's real bad right now I do believe we we bend towards good as a society I think we bend history bends towards good slavery gone Hitler gone Saddam Hussein Gone. Osama bin Laden. Gone. The women's right to vote. Segregation. Gay marriage. LGBTQ rights and freedoms. Society. The language we use to talk about those uh, minorities. It bends towards good. So try not to get bogged down in all the bullshit. Because it, it's going to be okay. Eventually. I guess that's it. I'm not, I'm not going to promote anything or tell you what to click and subscribe and all that's it feels cheap and cheesy at this point um thanks for listening we'll do this again next week be well be safe thanks for listening Damn. do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports marianne iveson from iveson voice and the let's take this outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. 
and Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.